With the trade deadline looming just around the corner, we're starting to see teams bolster their chances at winning a championship. We look at who is pushing ahead and who may be left behind. And of course, we'll give our Week 7 recap and Week 8 predictions. This is Beyond the Blitz. Welcome back, everyone. The Blitz crew back at it. Brandon Wells and Justin Rogers, and joining us is special guest Ayande Roberts. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me, man. It's always good to have you, bro. You've been on the show many times, and you're a pro at this point. Are you even really a guest? We'll see. The trade deadline's coming up on October 29th this week, and we're kind of going to look at how that may affect the lead coming up for the rest of the season and moving forward. We've already seen one big trade in Marcus Peters going to Baltimore, and he's already playing really well this week. And we just saw two more bid trades happen. So I want to play a little game. In this corner, six-time Super Bowl champion, 7-0 undefeated New England Patriots. In the other corner from the NFC, five-time Super Bowl champion, 6-0 undefeated San Francisco 49ers. Who won? The 49ers received Emmanuel Sanders for and a fifth-round pick for a third and a fourth-round pick of Denver. The Patriots received other receiver Mohamed Sanu for a second-round pick for Atlanta. Who won this trade, guys? New England won this trade, and this is why. Because for the New England Patriots, to them, they're not good at drafting in the first and second round. Their first and second round, they're not worthless to them, but to them, they kind of are. I'm going to go through the past five years of their first and second rounders that they've had and who they've drafted. So last year, we saw they got Nikhil Harry and Joe Kong Williams. Right, Either of those haven't really panned out for them right now. They're rookies, so we can see. And then in 2018, first round, they had two first rounders. Isaiah Wynn, not really panned out a lot. Sonny Michelle has, who is their other first round pick. But then they got Duke Dawson, a corner. Don't know who that is. 2017, they didn't even have a first or a second round pick because they traded their first for Brandon Cooks, second rounder for Coney Ealy. 2016, they didn't have a first round pick because of Deflate Gate. Second round pick, they got Cyrus Jones, who's been okay. 2015, Malcolm Brown, who was good for the Patriots until they traded him. And then they had a second round pick in Jordan Richards, a safety. And we just seen their picks haven't really worked out. And right now, with Josh Gordon being out for the year, I think Sanu could emerge as one of their top receivers on the team and very productive. Yeah, I'm not going to try and parrot everything that you're saying, but everything that you said is absolutely 100% my reasoning for why the Patriots won this trade. I think Mohamed Sanu, he's going to be really good in, that, in the Patriots scheme. With Josh Gordon, Julian Edelman, and even Philip Dorsett, with all these, these guys gone, who was left for the, Tom Brady? Who's, what weapons does he have? Now he has a reliable weapon in Mohamed Sanu. And getting a second round, to me, that's a steal. That's a steal for a receiver like Mohamed Sanu, who I I'm already have issues with why the Falcons traded him in the first place, but I think that it works. And they'll hopefully they'll use a trade to get something to bolster the defense. I think that it was smart for the Falcons to trade Sanu. They weren't using him at all. Mm -hmm. So might as well just get a second rounder. I mean, that's a pretty... I mean, obviously it's going to be a low second rounder because the Patriots are going to either go... They're going to go to the playoffs, either divisional, conference, but most likely Super Bowl. So it's going to be a low pick. So that's why I think the Patriots won this trade, but also the Falcons, they got a second rounder, and they're just trying to build out after this season. The thing I find most interesting about this is they're both undefeated, and they both got the same position within a couple hours of each other. I think that 
they both needed receivers. I think they're good pickups. Jimmy Garoppolo is playing at a great level, and giving him a really good deep target like Emmanuel Sanders is really going to help them out. However, they traded another pick away and gave up a third and a fourth. I'm not sure if Emmanuel Sanders is in his prime to give up what they did, but they are going for a Super Bowl, and that's why they did what they did. On the other hand, a Patriots second rounder is basically a third rounder. They get the 32 and 31st pick almost every single year in the first round. It's going to be the same thing. Atlanta pretty much got a third round pick. And Mohamed Sanu is definitely worth a second round. Not a first round, but I think that they got exactly what they needed for Sanu. I think that it made sense on both sides in that trade. And I think that that is the overall better trade. But both teams increased talent at a position that they both needed. Well, also with the 49ers, think about this. All the receivers are young that they have, except Marquise Goodwin, who's just super fast guy, but not the type of leadership you want for your team. So you're also trading for leadership in that receiving yeah. room, which I think is worth it. But again, like you said, not worth all those picks. Yeah. So we're going to move on now to our recap, like we always do. Week 7 recap. What a week 7 it was. Was it? It was It was slow. It was a boring week 7, not going to lie to you. So Justin, take us away with the uh, highlights of week 7. Highlights of week 7. So we got four games we're about to talk about. Again, not as many close games, but there was one game. The score, from what I can see, looks pretty close. Colts win over division rival Texans 30-23. to Colts are now back on top in that division, and now with that being a back-and-forth division, this is a key win for the Colts. What do y'all think? This is something I can say about so many teams, and it's that the Houston Texans are so up and down of a roller coaster this year. One week, they look like Super Bowl contenders. Then this week, they don't even look like playoff contenders. And coming out against a Colts team, which I've been questioning all year, again, another up-and-down team. They have what they need. They're just trying to work out the flats of whether or not Jacoby Brissett is the future, which he's looking like he might be, which is kind of surprising. I mean, he is a downgrade from Andrew Luck. He is a downgrade from Andrew Luck. No matter what you want to say about Brissett, he's not Andrew Luck. So this was a big win for the Colts. It would have been a big win for Houston as well. They were fighting for number one, and I, I was surprised that the Colts are on top of the division because I've been high on all other teams in the division, and if you've listened to our past podcast, I haven't really hyped the Colts up that much. I find it really interesting that throughout the entire AFC South, each team is literally one game away from tying the entire division, and that just shows the strength of the AFC South right now. Even with Jacksonville and Tennessee, they're three, they're three and four. They're literally one game away. If Houston loses the game this a game this week, and the Indiana loses, Indianapolis loses this week, and the Jacks Jacksonville and Tennessee win, that's a the South is completely wide open. But Jacoby Brissett, man, I wasn't high on him, but wow, he has surprised me with how good he is and how good of a back he is not just in general but for the the Colts do I think he threw four touchdowns that night against uh, a Houston Texans team a Houston Texans defense that I always I always admired on the low yeah I'm I'm excited to see the South this is going to be a really interesting division to watch before we get to Justin's I told you so I just want to talk about how the AFC South is definitely the hardest division to predict it's a roller coaster division. It's like Six Flags. It's like going to anywhere that has roller coasters. It's up and down. Don't know where it's going to go a lot of the times. And right now, I do want to say, told you so, Jacoby Brissett is the franchise quarterback for that team. 
you guys may be saying I told you so by the end of the year because this division, nobody can predict this division at all. I think it's the same thing with the NFC North because everybody's just so close in that division. But right now, I don't know who's going to win that division because one week, like you were saying, Texans look like Super Bowl contenders, look like a team that could possibly beat the Patriots. And then you come out and you lose to the Colts, which isn't a bad lose. But I think this division is going to be decided by week 17, most likely. I think because of how close the game is, that's what makes it so unpredictable as to what the South, how the South is going to go. You know who's been quiet this year? DeAndre Hopkins. He's been very quiet this year. And I think that if Houston's going to progress to be that Super Bowl continuing team, they need to start involving him more in their game plan. So another game we're going to talk about, the Minnesota Vikings getting the win over the Lions 42-30. to Vikings on a hot streak. Kirk Cousins is looking like the quarterback he was meant to be, getting $80 million in Minnesota. What do you guys think? I think that this Minnesota team's defense is clicking where they have been missing the last two seasons. Three seasons ago, we saw this defense click on all cylinders. They were dangerous. The Minnesota defense is bad. Kirk Cousins has finally worked his early season kinks out. He's not afraid to sling the ball downfield. He's finally connecting on the deep passes. Kirk Cousins' number one problem is he can't hit the deep ball. He's doing it this year. He's finally involving receivers to Fon Dades in their game plan. That offense is starting to light it up. And Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook leading the league in rushing yards right now. What a surprise this dude is. I think as much as we, we are praising the Vikings, and yes, Dalvin Cook is phenomenal he's one of he's one of the most electric running backs in the league right now i don't we can't count out the lions and how good they play especially marvin jones marvin jones put in a clinic that night even in a loss and that just shows you the strength of that lions team the record may not show it but that is a team that is going that is a fighting it has a fighting chance to even getting somewhere in in the playoff contention we've been and, talking about the lions a couple times this year and saying how they are better than the record is saying they've lost a couple close ones to good teams yeah i think that this team has more talent than they've had in probably the last decade that defense has looked better than it has ever mm-hmm. and credit to matt patricia for that defensive minded coach Last year, I mean, we didn't see it at all, but it was his first year coaching, and now you get guys coming in, and now it's just like everything's starting to come together. Matthew Stafford's starting to sling the ball. Carryon Johnson's starting to run the ball. It's good to see them, but this NFC, again, this NFC North, it's going to come down to teams like this. Do you guys think there'll be three teams from this division that make the playoffs? No, I think that the Bears surprisingly are very lackluster this year. Trubisky has been injured. Even when he's in, he doesn't look like he deserves to be there. That defense is so good, but their offense is doing absolutely nothing to help them out, and I don't see that changing. Sadly, the Bears were my Super Bowl pick earlier in the year. I can't say that anymore. I don't even think they'll make the playoffs. The Lions are so up and down, but they've they've been close on all their games. But they haven't won the ones that they need to win, and I think they're going to slightly miss out of the playoffs because of that. I think that the Packers and Vikings are shoe wins, though. No, I, per- I agree. I would like to see three of the NFC North teams in the playoffs, absolutely, but I don't think it's going to happen. I think the Lions, again, like you were just saying, there's too much inconsistency with the Lions, and that could make or break them, and I feel like that's going to break them more. Look out for Detroit moving forward, though. Yeah. Let's talk about a game between two potential playoff teams, Ravens-Seahawks. Ravens and their defense get the win 30-16 to against the Seahawks. What's going on with the Seahawks here? Do they need to panic because of this loss? And let's also talk about how that Marcus Peters trade has affected the Ravens' defense. It is rare that you get a team that looks like they humble Russell Wilson, who was everybody's shoe-in for MVP of the year. 
it's rare that you get a team like that. And the Ravens came out. They played really good football. Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is leading most of leading rushes. He's rushing more than all the Ravens opponents. That's insane. And I'm not going to sit here and say he's MVP caliber. Uh, he's He's got a lot of stuff to work on. Again, accuracy. Accuracy is the key. But, man, Marcus Peters, what a get for the, the Ravens. Similar to what we were saying about the Minnesota Vikings, the Seahawks were on a roll coming into this game. I wouldn't have thought in a million years that Seattle would have lost by 14 points. If they were going to lose, I expected it to be within like two or three points. The Seattle team was looking good, and now the Ravens have exposed holes. The Ravens have been another up and down team. They've looked good, then they haven't. They've looked good, then they haven't. Now they look good again, and Seattle back down again. It's these roller coasters all around the league right now. This league is going insane everywhere except for a few exceptions. But is this Ravens team good? Are they not? I can't I can't evaluate the Ravens properly because I'll say one thing good about them. They put me wrong the next week, vice versa. Yeah. I've said the Ravens are not a good team, mostly because they lost CJ Mosley in the middle of that defense. But I will say this, that defense against an MVP caliber, Russell Wilson, looked pretty good. So last game we're going to go over, a slaughter fest we did not expect to see. Mm -mm. The Cowboys dismantled the Eagles 37-10. to Let's talk about that game, and let's just talk about the worst division in the NFL, the NFC East. I don't think that's up for discussion. The NFC East is bad. You have the Redskins, which they won a game, kind of. If you call it Miami a game, New York, they had one high point in the year where they looked good and then just nothing since then. Again, Daniel Jones is making rookie mistakes, like I said he would. Philadelphia, they're having a couple injury problems. They usually do, but there's just kind of no excuse for how they're playing right now. And then Dallas, great start against bad teams. They played a couple good teams. And then the Jets, okay, so they lost three in a row. And I didn't expect them to get back on track the way they did and part of that though mari cooper came back they had a couple injuries when they played the jets let's think about that they had injuries on their offensive line i think both of their tackles were out i don't know if they came back for the eagles game but one of them must have because when you have guys come back on your team like that that makes a difference but not a 37 to 10 difference don't do that do not give dallas cowboy fans an excuse don't do that. I don't care how many people you have injured. There's no mistake of getting destroyed by the Jets. Don't give the Cowboys fans excuses. There is no question the NFC East is just bad. Like it's so, like it's so bad. I still have hope for the Giants to win that division. That's how bad the NFC East is. I think the Cowboys. They're a promising team. I, I've always thought the Cowboys were promising, but they're also again, like we were saying, they had a great start of the season, but it's because they were playing very, very poor teams. Then they got their they got their butts handed to them in the next couple of games, and now they're playing against a, a Philly Eagles team that I thought was really good, and then just whipping them like that. Mm, there's an inconsistency there that I don't think can take them to the playoffs. So week seven is in the past now. Now we're moving forward to week eight. Ian Day. What are the games of week eight? All right, guys. So tonight we got our Thursday night game with the Redskins playing at the Minnesota Vikings. Guys, who do you got? I got Minnesota Vikings 38, Redskins 3. Tonight's game is going to show that that Vikings defense is for real. Case Keenum playing his old team, going to throw three or four picks. I say Vikings are going to win this game 35. I'll give the Redskins 17 points. 35-17. 
the Redskins are not in any way, shape, or form ready to take on a defense like the Minnesota Vikings. Vikings are going to walk off with this game 42-10. to 10. On Sunday, we got the Seahawks playing Atlanta. Who we got? Seattle, 42-10. to 10. Seattle wins this game 28-6. to 6. I have Seattle winning, I say, 30-20. Next, we got the Broncos playing at the, the Colts. Who we got? Colts, 24, Broncos, 16. Colts put up 17 points on this Broncos defense, but the Broncos goose egg, zero. I think Colts walk away with this. They score 24. Broncos, I think, get 14. All right, next we got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Tennessee Titans. Give me the Buccaneers. 31 to 13. Shocker of the week. Tennessee is so much of a roller coaster. I think that it's about time that they lose a shocker. I was going to say it's a battle of the top two picks in the draft, but Marcus Mariota's not starting. So, I say the Buccaneers are going to blow out the Titans, 42-6. to six. I don't know. Tannehill looked really good, so I might actually have the Titans taking a what could be a really pivotal win. I say 30-23. I think Tannehill's going to end up being played better than Mariota. I like Tannehill in Miami. I like him in Tennessee already. But, again, that team is so up and down. They don't know... They have no scheme. They have no consistent scheme. All right, next we got the Cardinals playing in New Orleans. Who's winning in the Superdome? Give me the Saints 28 to 13. Give me the Saints 27 to 12. Ta- really? Bridgewater's on a Bridgewater's <laughs> on a, a hot streak. Saints are walking out of this. It's going to be 36. Justin went one point lower than me on each one. Hey, man. They're going (laughs) to miss a two-point conversion. All right. And then we got the London game. The Cincinnati Bengals playing the Los Angeles Rams. I think the Rams are finally back on track. I think they're going to continue a hot streak. I think or they're going to create a hot streak. Give me the Rams 40 to 23. Okay. I also have the Rams winning. I think it's going to be 31 to... 10 but that defense is going to score 14 at those points wow there's no doubt the rams are going to win this game um i think it's i think it's going to be a lot further of a spread than i think it's going to be 34 6 all right next we got the philadelphia eagles playing the buffalo bills josh allen is on a tear right now i think that buffalo team with a one loss they're still overlooked give me buffalo 15 to 6 let's go game I'm going to go opposite of you. I mean, Buffalo's going to win this game, but it's going to be a little bit high scoring. I think the Bills are going to win 23-20. Yeah, I got the Bills. Josh Allen playing like a true like a true quarterback. Like, he's so good right now. Bills are going to take this game 23-20. All right, next we got the Chargers playing in Chicago. Two slugging teams right now. Neither team can seem to get it together, but I think the Bears are a little bit more complete at this point than the Chargers. So give me the Bears in another low-scoring game, uh, 21-12. to 12. All right, I'm going to take the Chargers winning this game on a Phillip Rivers touchdown at the end of the game, 21-20. The Bears, that offense is not ready. The defense may be really good, but that offense is so, so bad right now. I have the Chargers winning. I think it's going to be 28-20. Next, we got the Giants playing in Detroit. Lions prove that they're a good team and they get the dub. Let's go 35-21. to I'll also have the Lions, but I like close-scoring games. So I'm going to make it a close-scoring game, and it's going to be 24-20. I got the Lions winning in overtime, 23-20. All right. 
Okay. Lions and their overtime games. You know. They're flirting with overtime a lot. All right, here we go. And then we got the New York Jets playing Jackson, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Minshew mania, baby. Oh. Give me the Jaguars. They're never a high-scoring team, so let's go 17-15. to Okay, okay. Yeah, I'll also take the Jaguars. We're all on, like, the same page usually here. That's fantastic to see. I'm going to take the Jaguars winning in a weird scoring game. 22 to 19. That is yeah. a weird scoring game. That is very weird. <laughs> but no, um, I'm I'm in agreement. The Jaguars are going to win. I think it's going to be a little bit further. I'll say let's 27-17. Okay. All right, first. Now we got our afternoon games. We got the Panthers playing the undefeated San Francisco 49ers. Kyle Allen gets his first loss on his starting career. Give me the 49ers 27 to 22. I think... The Panthers are going to make this a close game. I think Joey Sly is one of the best kickers in the league. I think he's going to kick 250-plus yarders and an upset winning this game on a 59-yard field goal by Joey Sly, winning 31-28. to As good as the Panthers look, there's no way they're going to survive against that 49ers defense. I think the 49ers are going to, just, are going to walk over Carolina 38-8. to all right, next we got the Oakland Raiders at the Houston Texans. Giving the Texans get back on track 23 to 13. Raiders are going to get this upset. They're going to get this win. Josh Jacobs is going to have a pretty good game. Give me the Raiders 20 to 18. I'm going to say this right now. Josh Jacobs gets three rushing touchdowns and a receiving touchdown in beating the Texans. I think I'm it's going to be 31-20. You guys are out of your mind. All right, in the next game, the Cleveland Browns are playing New the New England Patriots. Do we need to say this one? Give me the Patriots 45-30. to 30. No, they're not scoring them any points. Give me the Patriots 45-25. to 25. Browns... Are they scoring that many points? <laughs> no, give me the Patriots 45-17. to 17. Okay. Browns <laughs> are going to make this a closer game. First three quarters, Patriots pull away in the fourth quarter. I say Patriots win this game 38 to 21. Yeah, the Patriots are probably the best team in the league right now. I say Patriots walk away with this, I think, 33-7. to Alright, next we got our Sunday night football game, the Green Bay Packers playing at Arrowhead. Who you got? Mahomes is questionable right now. I don't think that that team is the same without him, and the Packers are surprisingly good this year. Whew. Aaron Jones is destroying it this year for me in fantasy. Give me the Packers and... A 31-24 duel. I can see that, but I just can't see. I believe the backup quarterback for the Chiefs is Matt Moore. I don't see him playing as well. I mean, he's got Tyreek Hill. He's got some weapons with him. But I definitely don't see the Chiefs winning this game. Give me the Packers 28-17. to It's definitely a bad game for Mahomes to be out for. Yeah. It all depends on what Packers defense shows up that night. The Packers defense played the same way that they played last week against the Raiders, and we have the same electric offense and the same level of playing from Aaron Rodgers. Packers are going to walk away with this easy 34-20. And then we got our Monday night game, the Miami Dolphins playing the Pittsburgh Steelers. Who we got? Give me the Pittsburgh Steelers in a absolute demolish fest, 52-10. to Wow. That's a really big score. I do not like the Dolphins. <laughs> Steelers get their second bye in a row, and they get a 35-3 to win with their defense scoring at least one touchdown. This is the Steelers' comeback game. They're going to walk away with this 42-10. to I don't know if I call a win over the Dolphins a comeback game, though. They've been in a, a big slog. 
this season so far. Beat the Chargers, though. So, the Steelers Is that really something the Chargers. to be proud of, though? <laughs> the Chargers are also on a slog. But the Steelers are coming off of a win. So, I wouldn't call them in a slump. Alright, so we're going to move on to our next segment. Hot takes. So, we're going... It's the trade deadline. That's our theme today. And so, we're going to go... We're going to play a little bit of a game. We're each going to go through... What trade do we want to see happen before the deadline? So we're going to give the player, the team they go to, and what they're going to get in return. My pick, Kenyon Drake of the Miami Dolphins goes to the Los Angeles Rams for a third-round pick of this draft and a fourth-round pick of the next draft. I don't think that's a good trade. I think that Malcolm Brown is a pretty decent backup for the Rams. I don't think they need... Kenyon Drake, I obviously don't think that he's worth a third-round pick because they have Todd Gurley and Malcolm Brown. I just don't think it's worth that much. Maybe if it's like a fourth and a sixth, but not a third round. We've seen Kenyon Drake play really well in previous seasons. We've shown he's good. You cannot judge him by his performance this year. That team is nothing. It doesn't exist. I think that with Gurley's health always questionable back and forth, you can't give him a lot of reps, and they're struggling in the run game. That was their problem in the Super Bowl. They still have a great team. If they can keep it better on the ground, better ground and pounded, a player like Kenyon Drake can really turn their three and four three season around to a maybe a division dub. So I think that Kenyon Drake could massively help out the Rams progress far into the playoffs this year, where it looks all dim and glim. So there is a team out there who we've said there's one corner that they have on their team that's pretty much their entire secondary, and that's the Detroit Lions with Darius Slay. They need a number two, or Darius Lake would become the number two. With this corner, Dolphins are shipping everybody right now. Xavier Howard goes to the Detroit Lions. Dolphins get a first-round pick in 2020, a fifth-round pick in 2020, which the Lions just traded for when they traded their safety to the Seahawks. And then they're also going to be trading a 2021 fourth. All right, I see you. I think that... A defensive player like that could definitely bolster the Lions' defense, and that's what they need. They need Darius Slade to kind of cover one side of the field instead of the whole field, take a little pressure off of him. By the way, Darius Slade, one of the best in the league right now. Holy crap. But I, I like that one. I can see how we're going there. Okay, so my pick is for, I'm going to move away from defense, and I'm going to pick another offensive player, but not really one that I didn't think I had thought about until much recently. Trent Williams needs... He needs to leave the Redskins. But where is he going to go? Honestly, I say ship him to the Texans. I say give him, I say they give, and then they get maybe a fourth and a fifth. And that's what I think. I mean, Trent Williams is, I, I think he's a pretty good, I think he's a pretty good tackle. Not in the Redskins. Maybe, yeah. Um, The Texans, I guess, could use a little help there. I don't know if he's, if they really need him as much as some other teams might. They already traded for Laramie Tunsil. Okay. So they don't have a lot of draft capital. To get him. And also Laramie Tunsil's their left tackle. So maybe the wrong team. But also, yeah, Trent Williams wants to leave the Redskins. But the Redskins don't want to leave Trent Williams. So, because the Redskins... It's not, they, even a, it's, not a, it's not about a want anymore. It's a need. He needs to leave that team. But the Redskins don't want to get rid of him. The Redskins are so dysfunctional where they actually think that they have a good team. And they're going to keep rolling with what they have. And it's going to hurt them moving forward. I think that trading away Trent Williams could possibly help them realize, oh... Maybe we should fix our other problems. But again, like my same argument with Laramie Tunstall is if you're trying to rebuild, you don't do stuff by getting rid of your best offensive lineman. At the same time, on the other hand, I don't think they should trade him. I mean, it would make sense, 
But if you're going to rebuild, don't get rid of your best offensive linemen. You need them to coach you up. In the Dolphins' case, they got something they couldn't really refuse. <laughs> but, yeah. So that was hot takes. Now moving forward to our always segment that we always have. Ladies and gentlemen, get ready because... It's time for Way Too Early Predictions. All right, so as always, we're going to go to each division winner, the two wild cards on each side, and then we're all going to pick our playoff contender. So we're nearing the halfway season mark, still a couple more weeks to go on that. But let's give a couple of uh, hot take pitches here, shall we? So NFC North, let's start at the top. I got the Packers winning that division. By a country mile, the Packers are looking phenomenal don't underestimate the vikings i'm not sure about a country mile i'm gonna put the vikings winning that division if kirk cousins stays hot i think the vikings are gonna win i don't know if they played each other yet have they played yes, each other yet? They, they, they have they play, they play it i think uh, thing in like week i think it's either the second or third week okay well the vikings will get that second game and i think they'll have a better division record than the packers will to win the division so let's go nfc east what we were talking about the worst division of football give me the cowboys just because no one else there impresses me I still have hope for the Giants. That's how bad this this NFC East division is. I honestly do have hope for the the Giants just coming coming in and shockingly winning that division. Let's go Cowboys. NFC South, easy Saints. Saints are going to walk away with that. Saints, Teddy Bridgewater is looking impressive and then Drew Brees comes back. NFC West, tough division for me. I 49ers are undefeated to give me no reason to pick against them. 49ers. 49ers win the division, but they do not stay undefeated. Well, no. They're not going to go to 16-0, but they've given me no reason to doubt them. 49ers will not win this division. That second half of their schedule is tough. Their first half of the schedule is super easy. I will say they beat a Rams team. Who's going to win this division? The Rams win it. Right. AFC North, let's start at the top on the other side. Give me the Ravens just because, again, that division is abysmal. I think the Ravens look really good this year. I think they're going to do really well in the division. They're going to win the division, but I do not think it's going to be as cl is as far as everyone thinks it's going to be. Lamar Jackson has impressed me more than I thought he would. His arm has been better. It, obviously, his legs are great. When he gets over 100 yards rushing, they win the game. I think they're going to win the division. AFC East, Dolphins win the rest of the season out. They take the division. I'm sorry. I had to throw my Dolphins joke in. Patriots, easy. <laughs> Go ahead. This one's easy. It's the Patriots. Patriots are... Again, best team in the NFL. Hot take, Bills won the division. That is a hot take, and that's hot also take. a wrong take. Nope, no. Bills won the division. No. I can see it, but the thing is, I can see it. I can no. see it, but I don't think it's going to happen. I would no. love to see I would love to see the Bills win the AFC East, but it's not happening. Hey, Justin. Hey, Justin. Absolutely not. <laughs> Hi. AFC South, what a roller coaster. I, I think my pick here changes every single week. I think that the Tetons can work their kinks out and end up on top. Give me Houston. Jacoby Brissett has impressed me too far, too much in such a span of time. I think the Colts win it, but it's going to be really, really close. I agree with that. I've been on the Jacoby Brissett bandwagon all season. I'm going to continue on that and say the Colts won the division. In our last division, we have the AFC West. I mean, is there really other competitors except for the Chiefs? Another weak division. I mean, the Raiders seem they could. Raiders could pull. No. They could pull it, but no. Chiefs, Chiefs have too much of a lead to lose it right now. Chiefs win it. Two wild cards now on the other side in the NFC. For me, since I picked the 49ers to win that division. Ooh, NFC is tough. I think the Seahawks have too many holes that were just exposed. I think they'll continue to lose a couple of games. Give me the Rams get back on track with their Kenyon Drake trade. That's going to be looming in the distance. 
and give me the Vikings. Yeah, I have the Vikings uh, also making the, the wild card. And I don't, and yeah, I think I even though there are a lot of holes in the Seahawks, I do think they can pull it together and they will they will get the sixth. Man, I love the Seahawks every season, and I hate to go against them, but the 49ers are a better team right now, even though I said that they haven't. You know what? Screw it. 49ers aren't making the playoffs this what? year. Seattle Seahawks and the Green Bay Packers. How are you going to start 6-0 and and miss the playoffs? Beats me. Hey, how's this season been going right now? Nobody knows what's going to happen. That's true. Maybe that they're at their high point and they're about to go on their It's going to be uh, fantastic. The 49ers are going to miss the playoffs, and the Bills are going to win the AFC East. Bills are not going to win the AFC East. Get out of here. What are you about to say? The Patriots are going to get the wild card? I cannot wait to get a soundbite of this when they win this division and play. I'm going to set it as your ringtone. Bills win the AFC East. All right, I'm going to do the same for you then. I'm going to clip that right there. We're going to put Bills win the AFC East in every podcast from now on. I'm going to slide it in there very low volume. So be listening out for that, especially Easter egg. AFC, wild card contenders. Give me week. Week, week, week. Give me the Bills and give me... Oh, Lord. AFC is not good. Uh, give me the Colts. Bills and Texans. Give me the Patriots. They're going to make the playoffs, but they're going to be a wild card. I don't think anybody from the AFC South is going to make it besides the winner. I think the winner's probably going to be like 10-6, and 9-7. and seven. Mm, But I am going to pick the Jacksonville Jaguars. Let's assume that the Patriots make the wild card. That'd be the first time getting the wild card since what? It would be a minute. It'd be it'd be something special, but even if they got the wild card, they would still somehow make the AFC championship. <laughs> Super Bowl predictions. Who you got in the NFC championship? Give me the Vikings and give me the Saints. This is a hard one to predict. Honestly, the NFC is probably the strongest conference right now. Ah, uh, this is hard. This is hard. I do think the Saints, and I'm gonna say, ah, uh, I'm gonna say the 49ers. Saints 49ers. I'm gonna agree with you, Brandon. I would love to see a rematch of that Stephon Diggs game. Yep. For the Saints. The miracle against, in Minneapolis. Yes, the Saints and the Vikings. All right, AFC. Mahomes comes back, puts the Chiefs in there, and Patriots rematch of last year. It's going to be Patriots, and it really doesn't matter because we all know the Patriots are winning. But it's going to be the Chiefs. Chiefs are going to, hands down. I would like to see the Patriots against the Ravens again. That's always a fun match. It's always a fun match in the playoffs. But it's going to be the Chiefs. Bills-Patriots, AFC Championship. Patriots will most likely win that game. I just love the Bills so much. But Calm down with the Bills. <laughs> Give me a very disappointing season. Patriots went over the Chiefs, and the Saints went over the Vikings. Give me a Super Bowl I don't want to watch. I have the Patriots winning no matter what. However, I think that the 49ers are going to go back to the Super Bowl and they're going to lose again because the Patriots are just too good. But it is going to be close. All right. I just love agreeing with you for these picks for some of them, Brandon. <laughs> so I'm going to say Saints and Patriots because they're the two best teams in their conferences. In the Super Bowl, Patriots. Saints giving me Patriots on top. Yeah, the Patriots. Saints. What a sad Super Bowl. All right, everyone. Well, that concludes this episode of Beyond a Blitz. Thank you very much for listening. As always, the Blitz crew, Brandon Wells, Justin Rogers, special guest, Ayanda Roberts. And join us next week on Think Fast. This has been Beyond the Blitz.
The Bills are gonna win the AFC East.